0: Hello and welcome to Helpline and Feed Play Love with Mothercraft nurse, Chris Minogue, who is back from <laughs> her month away. Look, she's glowing. If you're just listening to us on the podcast, you can probably feel her energy. So good. Through the microphone. She's had a month off. She's back now. We can so take on the babies. She can take on the babies. You throw your questions at her people. Uh, of course, any question <laughs> is welcome. Everything from bringing your new baby home, whether it's your first, second, third, feeding problems uh, or challenges, we like to say, sleeping issues. Chris is here. She's had a break. Feel free to just get online and ask your questions. So I should mention there are a few ways you can ask Chris your questions. Absolutely. You can call us live on 1-800-543-772 if you're watching us via the Facebook page. And you can also pop your questions below the video. Um, and we will get to those comments as as many as we can. And also if you're listening via the podcast, you can email us at the help. sorry, I should say helpline at theparentbrand.com dot. And you did have a lovely holiday, didn't you? Guys? I had an amazing holiday. You, you weren't amazing. settling any babies to sleep? or No babies to sleep. <sighs> it sounds like an incredible <laughs> holiday. We have had a bit of a gas yes, before we came it's here. it's been amazing. So I will save all of the time for those who have been waiting for you to come back. And what we might start with is an email from Peter, which yep. is a follow-up from some help you gave her previously previously Um, and apparently your help then really with adjusted sleep times really helps. so she says thank you so this is where we are at now my baby is now 10 and a half months old he generally wakes up between 6 and 7 a.m sometimes earlier and then goes back to bed three hours later he sleeps for about one and a half hours and then once awake is awake for three and a half hours He sleeps for about one and a half hours again, and then awake for four hours, and then off to sleep for the night between seven and eight. Although this does not always work like this, and then we find ourselves putting him to sleep at 8.30 or later because he has slept longer during the day and needs that four-hour awake window. Anyway. He wakes through the night around midnight and then again in the early hours and is very hard to resettle. We have two questions for Peter. Sure. The first one is, am I doing this right? Do I just let him sleep during the day or should I be waking him up after a certain amount of time? Also, do I set a bedtime and then if he sleeps longer in the afternoon, still put him to bed even if it hasn't been four hours? I really want to get him into a proper routine if that's possible, but not sure how to go about it. So, Peter, I think you're doing really
1: well, but I think there's a couple of things that we could probably tweak for you just to get some more um, smooth sleeping at night, a little bit more smooth sleep- sleeping. So, at 10 months, the time frame is three hours awake, three and a half, three and a half. So, I think he's getting a little bit overtired in that last window. And the second thing is we need him to have more sleep in the afternoon for two reasons. One, so he's not overtired by the time you put him down. And two, so that we establish a long sleep that will eventually at 14 months become one sleep. So what I would do is, he, let's say he woke at seven, I would put him down three hours later, but I personally would only let him have about an hour's sleep. So have an hour's sleep, he'll be really refreshed, and then it'll pull your day up a little bit. So he'd sleep from, say, 10 till 11, then you'd put him down at 2.30. So you'd put him down at 2.30, and generally the rule I use with this age group is that they're up by 4.30. So he could have two hours sleep. If he hadn't slept well in the first sleep, you could put him down at 2, and he could sleep till 4.30. And that way, I'm pretty sure he'll be ready for bed between seven and seven thirty. So it depends. It, some babies differ on that a little bit, but I suspect the sleep is just is good, but it's fractionally short in the afternoon,
0: and then he's awake for four hours. So I think he's overtired. Okay, and this probably will relate to what you've just discovered but question two is, to get him to sleep I have to pat him, otherwise he just stands up. He yeah. stands up in the night and just stands there crying. During the day, if I don't pat him to sleep he will just stand up and cry or just stand there. What can I do? He's been doing this for a few months now. I thought maybe it was a phase because he would learnt to stand, but yeah. it's not stopping.
1: Yeah, so I think you're right. So once we get the the first bit done, the second bit is about him learning to stand and he's learned to stand until you put him to sleep so what he hasn't learned is when I'm standing how am I going to get down to go to sleep so you're doing the right thing he stands up he cries for a few minutes you go in you lay him down you pat him but you're actually inadvertently putting him to sleep so each time he stands up which they almost do automatically then he doesn't know how to get down. So we're going to help him understand how to get down. So make the adjustment to the day and see if that helps. The next thing is we need to teach him how to get down. And they know how to get down because they pull to stand on your furniture and then they fall down again. So what I would do is leave him for a few minutes. I would go in and I'd actually say to him, put your head down and mummy will give you a pat. And at first you might have to show him what you mean but put your head down mummy will give you a pat then don't pat him to sleep just pat him until he's calm and he's stopped crying and then leave the room then he'll pop up really quickly then give him a little bit longer to see if he can get himself down then when you go in you give him the same command put your head down and then mummy can pat you and within a day you'll notice that as soon as you open the door he'll put his head down and then you go to pat him but you only pat him till he's calm And then you need to leave because I think inadvertently you're patting him to sleep and he's looking for that
0: patting when he wakes up. Okay. Good luck, Peter. This is a question from Whitney. She says, um, my two-year-old daughter doesn't talk at all. She's getting speech therapy for that. But my question is, do you think I can start to potty train her if she doesn't speak in order to tell me she has to go potty? Or do you suggest I wait until she's able to tell me? I would wait. So if
1: she's just two, she could be a little older to two. But if she's two, you've got plenty of time to wait. So don't put those two pressures. She's already under the pressure of speech and, and trying to communicate. If she's two and a half and she's looking like she wants to because she'll walk to the toilet or she'll take a nappy off, then work with the speech therapist because they often use sign as in the sign language and also pictures to get them to toilet train. I personally would just take the pressure off her. She's young. She doesn't need to toilet train at the moment. Take the pressure off. You wait a little bit. You might revisit it again in January or February where um, if her speech has come on a little bit so she can indicate if she needs to go to the toilet, then you've still got a beautiful summer to to train her in and more than happy to chat to you about how to do
0: that. Excellent. This is an email from Janine. We have a 17-month-old who doesn't sleep through the night. He's our second child and has only ever slept through once. So this is not a recent change, but something he has continued to do. Him waking in itself is fine because I'm happy to get Get up to him a few times, but he can wake anywhere from two to eight times each night. So naturally on those nights I'm a little weary. He always seems to wait before midnight, around nine till eleven, and then at least again around two and four a.m. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It seems to have been two hourly through the night for the last week though. There's no rhyme or reason, it seems as his times are very sporadic. He wakes and normally squeals. I generally breastfeed him if he wants it. He has all of his teeth except his two-year-old molars. We give him Panadol sporadically if we think this is needed, but this doesn't seem to lessen the wakings. He follows your guides awake around 6.37, back down for a sleep at 12, generally for an hour and a half to two and a half hours, and then back to bed at 7. He self-settles well for these sleeps. He has always been breastfed and never taken a bottle. Any ideas to help him sleep a little bit better? We're happy to get up a few times, so we're not looking for a perfect sleeper, but would just like a little longer between wakes. And fair enough too, Janine,
1: <laughs> to early waking. Um, so he's doing really well during the day, and he can self-settle. Mm. But I think he gets a different message at night. So I think at night, when he wakes up, he either might get a cuddle, might get a breastfeed, um, you might just pat him. And so the consistency is not there. So I think he's 17 months old now, and it's it's about you understanding what boundaries you want to put around it. So you might say to yourself, I'm really happy to breastfeed him once a night. But as a 17-month-old, he gets confused. He thinks if he gets it once, he might get it four times. The two-hourly part is a sleep cycle. So the sleep cycles at night, you'll find that they tend to fall on about an hour and a quarter to two hours and 15 or 10 or 15 minutes. And that seems to be what's happening. So the more he wakes up, the less he knows how to go back to sleep. So he's waking on every sleep cycle. So what I would do with this little one is, And not to distress everybody in the family is I just put some really soft boundaries around your behavior. So you might say to yourself that it's reasonable that he's fed well, both breastfed and solids in the day. So you don't need a breastfeed till one o'clock in the morning. And between seven o'clock when you put him down and one o'clock in the morning, you try and do some self-settling with him. So he cries for a few minutes, you go in, you lay him down, you pat him, you reassure him. Once he's calm and quiet, leave. And then you might have to do this a few times, like it is going to take a while because he thinks feeding is how we go back to sleep. But you said that you're happy to get up and feed at least once in the night. So you might pick one o'clock, one o'clock you give him a feed. And then from that feed down till six in the morning, you've got to do some more resettling because I think The overall problem is he doesn't know how to go back to sleep on his own. He does in the day because he's probably tired. So he just falls asleep really easily and probably off being soothed with a feed and a cuddle. So I think work more a little bit more on the um, settling and, and pick your window when you're happy to feed him. And try not to confuse him with changing the rules um, from day to or from night to night. And I know that depends on how tired you are, how far those rules move. But try and keep it consistently and see if it's improved over three or four days.
0: Okay, good luck, Janine. And now we have a question from Fiona on the phone. If I can get my headphones sorted. Hi, Fiona. How are you? Dear ladies, welcome back, Chris. Thank you. Now your little one's twenty-two months old. Now is oh that my correct? Goodness. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <it is. laughs> and and what's your question for Chris, Fiona? So this,
1: my my question, Chris, is now he has a little personality, yes. and we've developed a little bit of not bad habits, but you know he gets up on the table, you know, comes oh, yeah. up on the table in the chair, you know, and he's starting to throw things, which is all yep. perfectly fine. And yep. then when you tell him off. Or you say, no, Max, and, you know, you tell him off and he, he just thinks it's hilarious. and laughs. Yeah, yeah. And he, and I'm like, that's not funny, mate. <laughs> You're actually in trouble. And sometimes, you know, you tend to laugh. But I'm like, how do I? How do you, you define? Can you, yeah, how do I, yes, how, does, how can I make it known that it's not right behaviour and that we're not meant to do it? I probably think you'd need to do more modelling. So things like standing on the table is a, you know, as you know, they climb on anything. they yes, like the like monkeys. Think, yep, yep. And the other thing that we know about this age group, you tend to find yourself saying no all the time. No, Max, yes. get down. No, Max, Correct. do this. Yep. So mm-hmm. we we need to be really mindful that we use the word no okay. when it actually means something, such as maybe he's in danger, you know, he's running right. out the door. No, Max, stop, you know, that stop. type yep. of thing. It could be that, you know, he's about to hurt someone or hurt himself. Mm-hmm. So no, Max, don't throw. That's another one. And the other times we need to use other language. So he's up on the table laughing at you and you're trying to think he's not going to fall off the table. So what we say is, Max, can you put your feet on the chair? Which teaches him to get down onto the chair. Max, can you put your feet on the floor? And what you're doing is not disciplining him for doing that. You're actually weirdly showing him how to get off it safely. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And then later you can say, we don't stand on the table. We sit on the chair. So can you see the difference in that? So I wouldn't necessarily discipline him for standing on the table. I would use language that tells him that that's not what we want to do. We put our feet on the floor um, so that he gets a clear message about it. And while I was away, I did this with a puppy dog, and I kept telling him, paws are on the floor. And after two days, he just stopped jumping on me. (laughs) So I would he's not a puppy dog. (laughs) Max, that, that is. is. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but telling them, your bottom needs to sit on the chair. You know, that's when they're jumping up and down the couch. Yes, and well, then he's, he's not hearing to too, the word but. no as often. So when you have to use the no, when he's tilting on a chair and you have mm-hmm. to say, Max, no, stop. Mm -hmm. then he'll hear it. He'll hear it because of the tone in your voice. And if he just really laughs at you, sometimes that's because we're not giving him the image that he is in trouble. So you might say, I need you to sit down quietly for a few minutes because we don't stand on the table. So see how we haven't used the no word? and then then when he's sat with you for a few minutes you say we don't stand on the table but this this next year Fiona is going to be lots of patience (laughs) lots of slowness lots of repeating yourself and you're sort of you know you're working out what are your family values is standing on the table okay obviously not and dangerous. Yeah. Um, but yeah you're just trying this different language language and okay. not using that no word it just comes out of our mouth so well, it's easily it's just an automatic reaction unfortunately absolutely so, so try and think, think of other ways which is really difficult but yeah feet on the floor bottom on the chair sure um can you come to mummy is another one which helps him get off the table. Okay, yeah. So, so try and get him off the table. Yeah, try and get him I off the of table. I sort of grab him and pick him up and say, you know, no, mate. So I'll try and distract him, but he'll think that's he a fun loves. game. Well, yeah, and he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. That's what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. He just like, thinks it's, it's great, a fun and then I'll just go back there again. Game. Yeah, and then you'll catch me again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I hope that helps, Fiona. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Chris. Oh, it's and a pleasure. Ron- no problem. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks heaps. Cheers. Bye. See you later. Bye. We have a question from Steph on the Facebook Live. She says, hi, guys. Would you recommend dropping bottles for my 13-month-old? He currently drinks 240 mils three times a day, morning, before nap, and before bed. He generally eats well three meals a day with occasional snacks.
1: Uh, now, Steph, I think he's doing fine for a 13-month-old, but the volume is a lot in those bottles. So I'd probably knock his breakfast one and his lunch down to about 150 and leave his evening one at 240 and the reason for that is that at 14 months we usually start dropping bottles and i know there's a lot of information about when to drop bottles so you know some people say drop them all at 12 months other people say they can keep them for as long as they like but i usually just do a gentle graded way of decreasing and weaning the bottles so by 18 months he's not on any bottles so at 14 months he should be on two bottles 16 months on to one bottle and then after 18 months you're truly trying to stop them from sucking you know sucking on a bottle or those um, sippy cup teeth things so I think if you just decrease the milk a little bit um, it's going to make it much easier for you to wean later
0: on all right thanks for the question Steph. Chris Minogue and Helpline on Feed Play Love will be back answering more questions right after this. When you become a parent, you enter an exclusive club. One that only other parents can truly understand.
1: I spent a lot of time running and yelling names. Come back, get back here.
0: But I bought him one of those backpacks that had a lead like, you know, a monkey one. Because it doesn't look as bad Yeah, like a disguise. (laughs) The Parent Panel is a weekly podcast that invites adults to ponder the big questions of looking after small children. With more than a Bit of humour mixed in. Join us for the parent panel wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to your questions with Helpline and Chris Minogue. This one comes from Jenna. Hi Jenna, uh, my son is twenty-two months old and he has started saying poo poo, and sometimes he's already just done one and telling me, or he says it then goes. He did the wee dance the other day and he has started to target his nappy after he's only weed once or twice. He's also started waking once through the night for a nappy change and then goes back to sleep. I think he's too young to start potty training, but I'm getting pressure from family to start. I'm not sure how to navigate this and I'd love some advice.
1: I agree, Jenna. I think at 22 months, he's too young for it, but he's certainly aware of what's going on. So he mostly, and they mostly do tell you after they've done the fact, like if the nappy's too wet, they'll tell you by pointing. If they've done a little poo, they'll tell you to go and change it, which is really good awareness. But we know with boys, if you wait a little bit longer, it will work if you toilet train him now which is what their or your family are asking they tend to regress later on so i would hold off I would follow his cues. So if he, you know, tells you to change his nappy, change his nappy. The night one is a little bit different. Usually they won't do that. So maybe um, one size bigger nappy to make him feel comfortable might help him go through the night. So I would hang on a little bit longer, but you could need to revisit this again in February or March of next year before the winter comes on. He might have enough language development to be able to do it.
0: Okay, advanced. Yeah, uh, Jenna, has an- <laughs> Jenna has another question sure. um, for another child. I think I would suspect we would like to know what are some of the techniques you use to extend day naps for seven months old girl. She yeah. wakes up around six thirty and goes to bed around seven. We're having one day sleep in the morning and one in the afternoon. However, it is rare she sleeps longer than forty, if not twenty minutes each time. Oh. Also, our apartment is going through extensive construction, and there is always drilling noise. That's she must live in
1: my apartment.
0: No, oh dear, <laughs> it has been waking her up and very frustrating. What is the best solution for the time being?
1: Look, I think it's very difficult when you've got. A look, we've got weeks of drilling at hours and that is just does your head in I don't know how you stay at home with it but um, at the moment I actually wouldn't do it because I think you would try and do it they'd start drilling and it'll fall apart and everybody will be in tears by the end of the day but what I would suggest is maybe you could sneak another sleep in to give her a bit more sleep across the day so if you're using a rule of about awake for about two and a half hours you might be able to get um, like three little naps in Once your drilling has stopped in your apartment, that's when I would then go back to trying to establish the morning sleep and the afternoon sleep and giving yourself that time to be able to settle her. So we know you have another little one. So what you need to do is maybe give yourself an hour or an hour and a quarter in the morning. So when she wakes up after 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you actually give yourself the time to teach her to go back to sleep. So whether it's just gentle waiting for her for that cry to get up to a really active cry and then go in and shush and pat her, not trying to put her to sleep, but just giving her lots of reassurance to be able to go back to sleep. And then in the afternoon, give yourself about an hour and a half and see if we can extend it. She probably won't just suddenly do it naturally. It'll be something that we consciously need to do for her. Okay. oh, really
0: feel for Jenna. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. um, yeah. Monica has a question for her eight-month-old. She says, welcome back, Chris. Oh, it's good to you, have Monica. her back, isn't it? Um, my eight-month-old has been waking up at around 5 a.m. every other morning lately. Assuming it's eight-month regression, I don't go into his room until he starts to cry. Is this the only solution?
1: Yeah. Um, it's not a regression. Uh, there is no eight-month regression. It's just a lovely word. We could do a whole podcast on that word. Yes. But um, at eight months, my bet is that the sun's rising earlier now until we – well, I'm not sure where you live, but we've got a daylight saving movement, so it's very bright very early in the morning. So over this next week to two weeks – Um, babies are going to start waking earlier and earlier. Personally, myself, I would just resettle and try and get him to resettle until six o'clock. But check out whether there's a shaft of really bright light coming through that's hitting the area where he's sleeping and that's what's got him so awake. Um, But I would just do some resettling, um, but daylight saving
0: might help you with this one. Okay. Okay. Excellent. This is a question from Amy. Uh, My three and a half year old daughter recently gave up her dummy. She doesn't ask for it and is happy without it, but we are having trouble getting her to bed at night now. She's so wired and can't relax. The dummy used to relax her and she'd go to sleep at 6pm with no trouble. The last two nights we've taken her out in the car to relax and fall asleep, then move her to, to her bed. Nothing else has changed apart from the dummy. She's not interested in hugging anything to sleep. Any suggestions in how we can relax herself like the dummy, like the dummy used to do for her. So I got two suggestions.
1: One is to put her to bed later because she's three and a half, and she's going to bed really early. So the average three and a half year old usually would go to bed between seven and seven thirty, and even closer to the seven thirty mark. So I think one you could look at her timing. Um and push it out, even if you just start with little increments of half an hour until you get to the magic time where she just goes off to sleep a lot easier. And the second thing is that she's got to learn to lay still. She doesn't have to attach to another toy, but it could be something like putting her into bed a bit later, reading her a calm story, leaving and then going back in and saying, Mummy will come and check you in 10 minutes, you lay there. I think the timing is your biggest problem here, whereas when she had the dummy, I think she would have laid there for an hour or so just sucking the dummy and would have gone off to sleep. The second thing you can try is our old favourite, yes, <laughs> which is called... It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, and it works. So I'd get the timing right. So, so work yourself up to 7 and then you've got a little bit more leeway to 7.30. And the second one is to put on bedtime
0: explorers <laughs> so there are a number of seasons of bedtime explorers it's done through kindling kids radio uh it has a mindfulness coach yep. basically talking your child through meditation techniques but in the form of a story so there are a number of seasons you yeah. can look at the latest one is um with dinosaurs and it ah. is so beautiful oh. you wouldn't think a dinosaur could sound soft and gentle, but they've managed to do that somehow, and it's very immersive. So they're great; they are great. And I, I used to find uh, mine are a little bit too old now, unfortunately. But the older version of it, <laughs> they do. That <laughs> I used to find that after all my, my I'd do the bedtime routine, and then if that wasn't working, after you know mm-hmm. reading and singing, I'd just put it on and walk out yep. and just say, "Listen to this," and then I'd come back and it be works asleep.
1: beautifully for this age group. You Lovely know, when they can group. really listen to a story as opposed to a young one who has to see the pictures. And I think this would work really beautifully with her also staying up a bit longer. And I think you'll get your beautiful sleeper back.
0: Oh, here's hoping. Uh, There's a question here from Michelle. She says, uh, hoping to chat about early wakings and some ways to end them, preferably gently. Mm -hmm. My eight-month-old, seven-month-old adjusted, Mm -hmm. wakes at 5am daily and believes their day starts from there. She falls to sleep on her own at night and mostly settles herself throughout the night unless something else is up. She falls asleep with assistance in the day. I lay my hands in her cot to get her to sleep then leave. I've had assistance from a sleep consultant to get her to this stage. Before this, she wasn't sleeping well at all overnight or linking her cycles in the day and she was needing to be held. Her bedtime is 6:30 to 7 p.m. Our current guidance is to keep her up until 9 a.m. when she wakes at 5 and keep that no. brief nap brief one hour max, then a second nap at 1 till 3 p.m. Then if that nap doesn't go well, a power nap at 4.30, 15 minutes max. She usually wakes for her 1 to 3 uh, p.m. nap, doesn't make the distance and can't resettle. We constantly have an overtired baby and wondering if this guidance is accurate or if there's something else we can do to assist with early waking. And that's from Michelle.
1: Well, I think you've come a long way in getting her to go to sleep with you, putting your hands in. But the, the difficulty with that is that you're present in the room. So when you, she wakes up, in theory, you need to be in the room to get her back to sleep. But coming to seven months, she's much more aware. So you come in the room and she's had a sleep and she thinks it's party time and we're all up and we're all going. That and I think the timing is she starts her day overtired. So if she's up from five and you don't put her to bed till nine, she's been up for four hours. And generally at seven months, it's about a two and a half hour window, maybe a three hour window, but a four hour window, I think you're actually starting the day with an overtired baby. So the second part of this is because you can now put her to sleep by putting your hands in there, she doesn't know how to go to sleep any other way. So... We need to work out how she can fall asleep but you have left the room because that's going to help us just generally with all of this settling and resettling. So what I would do now is get her nice and calm and then I'd walk out for a few minutes and see if she could drop off to sleep. So get her really calm, if not just just shutting her eyes and then walk out of the room. So she actually visually sees you leaving the room but then she just drops off to sleep because I think that's going to help the 5 o'clock wake up. The other thing we know is the less sleep they get in the day, the earlier they wake up. So that could be the second part of this. Because she's awake from five, going down at about 6.30, 7 o'clock at night, and she's not having a lot of sleep in the day. So normally I'd give them an hour and a half in the morning, and I'd give them about two to two and a half hours in the afternoon, but they would have slept later, like longer overnight. So I think she's a little bit down, and that's where you're getting that overtiredness from. So two and a half hours to three hours awake before you put her down. Um, Resettle her at five o'clock in the morning till a reasonable window, six-ish. That could have something to do with more daylight, you know, summer's coming on. And we need to get her to be able to self-settle. So once you place your hands in there, hopefully not on her but in there, then once she's at that sleepy stage, try and leave so she falls asleep on her own and see if that starts to help
0: the momentum here. All right. Good luck, Michelle. We have time for just one more question. It's from Bree, who has a two-month-old. My two-month-old won't sleep in her own bed, and what can I do to get her to sleep in her bassinet? Her sleep patterns change night by night. I put her in a bassinet at 9 p.m., and she will stay in there till her first night feed at midnight. Then I try to put her back. It doesn't always work, but when it does, she will stay asleep until 4am. But there are nights when she won't sleep unless she's on me. We put her in there and she starts to cry as soon as we let go, or she realizes she's not being held. It differs from night to night. Some nights are better. She sleeps anywhere from two to four hours solid a night, but sometimes she won't stay asleep unless she is being held.
1: Right, so this is, a, this is a very young baby. She's only eight weeks old, um, and it is very up and down. But I think the thing from here is that because she's so young, it diverts to holding her. So it doesn't tell us what she does in the day, but I assume it would be very similar because it's in such a pattern of around the clock. So what I would be doing for her is working out the sequence. So in the day, in your day, she should feed Be a little bit alert after the feed. Not necessarily playing, but looking around and being held and maybe down on the floor, but not a lot of toys over the top of her. When she starts to show you signs of tiredness, it'll probably be around an hour to an hour and a half. Then we need to give her the sleep cues. So wrapping her, cuddling her um, in a quiet environment, in a dimly lit room. And then when she is awake, put her down And you need to tuck her in so she feels like you're still holding her. So taking a little sheet or a blanket and tucking her in and put your hand on her immediately. Put it on so she can feel you and then just shush rock. So shush rock for a few minutes and if she's still crying, pick her up, calm her down and then repeat it and put her back down again. I would do this over the weekend where you've got some support maybe from your partner to do this and that you're both doing the same thing. So you spend a day putting her down, shush rocking, shush rocking. If her crying just increases, pick her up, give her a cuddle and put her back down again. Because at night, at this age, they generally have fallen into the pattern of feed and sleep. So if she's not feeding and sleeping and you're doing that technique, you need to look at the feed because maybe she's not feeding well enough to be able to get herself back into the sleep pattern so have a look at your feeding and make sure she's feeding really well if she's breastfed both sides she's sort of sleepy and drowsy change a nappy in the middle wrap her cuddler her, till she's calm and quiet put her down put your hand on her and shush rock again so it's very new these are really new weeks of parenting so just keep it really simple keep it going and ask for the support and i i can assure you that you'll see a change in
0: the way she sleeps Fantastic. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for on this episode of Helpline with Fee Play Love. Uh, on Fee Play Love with Chris yeah. Minogue. I'm a bit confused. Yeah. You've been gone a month. I've lost it. Um, but, of course, Chris will be back next week. We're Absolutely. not letting her go away, at least not until Christmas. Never so either. you've got plenty of time to ask your questions. Um, she'll be back same time next week. Chris, Absolutely. thank you so much. Pleasure. This has been Helpline on Feed, Play, Love, hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt. If you want to ask Chris your questions for the next episode, you can email them to us directly. The email is helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.